you people can tell me to stop. Lower the lights down. Hand over my crown. Hand over my heart. I do this for my town. I do this for my crowd. So turn me up real loud. My time. My time. None of you people can tell me to stop. What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to Next Gen Radio. This is episode number 171, and I'm your host, Mike Ergolano, here with my co-host and head coach at Next Gen, John Esposito. Hello, hello. Today we bring you another episode of Ask Next Gen, where we answer three of your questions that you either submitted through uh, sending us an email at ask at nextgenradiopodcast.com. Can I stumble through that any worse? Uh, or by asking us in person uh, while you're here training at the gym. So, Let's get into our uh, question number one, which is, what is the best alcohol to drink while on a diet? All right. Well, I will always answer with no alcohol, but I understand that alcohol is a big part of a lot of people's lives. It's a good social aspect. Mm -hmm. If I can make one recommendation, it would either be keeping it to a light amount of red wine, not white wine because it's higher in sugar, red wine, or some kind of clear liquor. So something like a gin, a vodka... A tequila. I know how much a lot of people like tequila out of nowhere randomly. There's a lot of people who Has became it been like a thing? It's I think a, it's, it's been, been on the uprise recently, especially mm-hmm. with like the Tetramana and Casamigos and all that stuff, all okay. the uh, the big name brands. But the, those lighter liquors compared to your darker liquors will have a lot less calories. They're made with a lot less sugar, and they're just quote-unquote better for you. The best bet is still going to be drinking water versus alcohol, but everybody has those options in there. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're a beer person, stick towards the lighter ends, towards your light beers. Like you got your Coronas, anything that is more of, I'm not really big on on beers, so I don't really know the names, but like, I guess they're not lagers, but yeah, any of the light beers will be lower in calories. I mean, that's really what you're looking for. That's more than anything else. Avoid the dark ones. They normally have a lot more sugar made with molasses a lot of times for space, especially for those really dark, dark beers. And that's just a heavy, heavy calorie content. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So light liquor or light alcohol. I mean, that's, that's the thing with it, right? Like if you're really on a diet, you're really concerned about losing weight or whatever the reason why you're on a diet is, then you should really just stay away from alcohol. There's, there's really, so not only is the extra calories an issue, the empty calories that are doing nothing for you, but anytime that there's alcohol in your system, your body is focused on getting rid of the alcohol. Mm-hmm. So it shuts down any type of recovery or muscle growth or, or fat loss that you're looking to do because your body is really focused on getting rid of that poison that's in your body. Now I get it. Like I do drink. I'm not somebody who's like completely alcohol free. I drink a whole lot less now um, than I used to. Absolutely. Um, and, and a lot of it has to do with making smarter choices, like, you know, by not drinking just for the hell of it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, choosing, picking and choosing when I'm going to, you know, have the drinks. And I definitely take my time a lot more. Um, I don't try to slam as many as I used to. I'm, I'm sure age has something to do with that as well. But um, it's just alcohol just is not good for you. It's just not no. good for you. And it's it's not going to um, do anything for you productively if you're trying to accomplish any type of aesthetic or health goals. You know, if you're trying to lose weight, burn fat, put on muscle, alcohol is the enemy. It's not going to allow you to do that. However, um, now that I'm done with that long rant, I do second everything John said, right? (laughs) Stick with the clear alcohols, you know, the, you know, lower calories, uh, be careful what you mix them with. You know, that's a big thing is, you know, you, you mix them with some, you know, high calorie, high sugar, you know, 
mixers. It's going yeah. to counteract everything you're just trying to aim to do by using a clear right. liquor. So it's it's you know it, long story short, stay away with it, stay away from it unless you really have to. Um, you know, in our new fifty strong challenge coming up, uh, which is um, let's see, this is being aired. It, it would already being um, uh, begin to start marketing, so you can sign up for our fifty strong challenge, which. Um, that's not what this answer is about, but in it, it allows two clear drinks on the weekend. So like stick to the clear drinks, the white wine or the red wines you said, yep, right? Red wines are a little So I didn't even realize that red wines, red wine has less sugar than white wine. So a lot of the white wines typically have some kind of additional sweetener, sweetener in it. And the white grapes are typically higher in sugar than oh. the red grapes are too. I had no idea. You learn something new every day. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the red wine, if you're going to drink wine, but. And it has um, more health benefits too. You get your antioxidants from the red wine and everything too. But yeah. that's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, clear liquor. Make sure it's uh, not super high in calories. And just remember, when you do drink it, it's going to stop doing everything else that you're trying to shoot for in that diet. Absolutely. So. All right. We beat that one to death. Let's move on. Number two, should I eat less on rest days? Um, this is a, in my opinion, is a yes or no answer. Depending on, one, how often you're training, two, how intense your most recent training was, and three, just how much you eat on a normal basis. So a lot of people hit their calorie goals day by day, and they sometimes eat over their calorie goals. And those people probably should be dropping their calorie or their intake down a little bit on their rest days. But if you're somebody who is aiming to build muscle, build size, not just maintain, you want to keep your calorie intake higher, higher with quotations around there on your rest days, but it doesn't have to be significantly high, but you still want to make sure you're fueling, fill, filling, and feeding those muscles that need to recover. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure your calorie uptake's up, up there, and just think, you're fueling for the next day. You're not just fueling the day you're working on, you're fueling for the day afterwards. You want to make sure you're getting whatever you need for the next day in that day as well. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of um, the angle that I was going to take with this is, to me, in, unless you are someone who's so dialed in like a a professional bodybuilder mm-hmm. something that we always talk about like the extremes that's the extreme um you know you really should just be consistent every day and you really like people get too complicated with their their cycling days on days off high carb days low carb day when in reality most people would really benefit just from being consistent day in mm-hmm. and day out and just like we we talk about this when we've got the question about uh having a cheat day you know and it's like to me, I, my life is just structured where I'm just consistently eating healthy. And then if I have dinner where we go out and I have dessert, it doesn't affect anything. Like, it's not like yeah. I'll, you know, it, I may be a little bit over that day in calories when most days I'm a little bit under, but it all evens out. Like, your body doesn't reset every 24 hours. So, like, no. what you do today will affect tomorrow, will affect the next day and the next day and the next day. And if at the end of the month, the end of the year, the end of the quarter, like whatever timeline you put on it, if you're higher in calories, then you're probably not going to lose weight. If you're lower in calories, you're probably going to lose weight. Um, if you're eating enough protein, you'll probably have a pretty good amount of muscle mass. Yeah. And, you know, like, so to me, I try to just keep it simple and just be consistent all the time. And if something Absolutely. pops up, it pops up. Um, but I have seen a lot of people be successful with eating less when they're moving less, you know, like absolutely it, it, it does equal out that way. So like if you are somebody who, like John said, are over calories sometimes, then eating less on the days you move less will probably help counter out 
that, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of counterbalance that. So um, it's really up to you. You know, it, one day of eating a little bit more because you move less isn't going to change things if you are consistently consistent. Both in the gym and in the kitchen. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I probably made that more complicated than it needed to be. But but uh, I, I do think that people overthink it. And coming from the source of this question, it, I know it's someone who's overthinking it. It's Absolutely. not somebody who you know, needs to be dialed in to every single calorie and carb and protein that they intake because they're going to be standing on stage with a spray tan and, and in their underwear being judged by people. So, like if you're in that situation, then you probably do have to be that dialed in. And I would not be the right coach for you because there's professionals who do that. So absolutely. Um, coming from the source of this question, don't overthink it. Eat healthy, eat consistently healthy, eat whole foods. And uh, at the end of the day, you'll you'll be all right. Absolutely. Good answer. So moving on, question number three. Uh, how many days per week should I go to the gym if I've never worked out before? Now, new Year's question. First I, week of New Year's. I love this question because I've been I've had this asked from people who have just started in the gym, friends I know that are outside of the gym, people I've interacted with who know I'm a trainer. It's it, it varies per person. But for most people, two or three days a week is a good starting point. Three Mm -hmm. days is probably optimal Mm -hmm. because you can spend one day on specific muscle groups. I'm going to put quotations around there too. Mm -hmm. But you can work on specific muscle groups one day, muscle groups another day, and you can get all the little notches that weren't hit on your third day. So if you're somebody that's hitting there and just going to the gym, hitting equipment, or coming into the gym with us, we have specific days where we hit one muscle group more than the other, another muscle group more than the other, and we have a full body day. If you're going two times a week, same thing. It works pretty well. You can go one upper body day, one lower body day. And that's just a good starting point to build up the resilience to working out. And then you pack on a little bit more after you've gotten used to it. Most times it's like a month or two in, sometimes even three months in. Then you start building on more and more. But two or three times a week is always a good starting point for a lot of the newer folks. Yeah. And, you know, that's probably what I recommend for most people is about three days a week. You know, like that's really – you're going to get um, – you know, a, a decent amount of work in in three days. And that's just hitting the gym. It's not, you know, meaning being active. You should be active almost every day or mm-hmm. on your other days. Go for walks, bike rides, swimming, you know, take your dog for a long walk, play with your kid. Like, be active on the days off. So um, that's just that caveat. But for somebody who's never been to the gym, I'm assuming they're going to lift some weights, right? They're going to maybe use the machines, lift weights, do some Absolutely. free weights. Um two, three days is a perfect starting point. And, and like you said, if you feel like you want to increase it later on, increase it later on, but take the long view, you know, take the, you know, don't, don't think that more is better right out of the gate. You want to hit total body as much as you can. And then when you get a little bit stronger and you feel like you want to add a day, then you add a day and, and you just build off of there. Um, you know, a lot of people try to take a, a complete 180, right? Is that where they go? Yeah, they go from zero days a week to five days a week. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're trying to like change it and go crazy, and then all of a sudden it burn out. And and you know don't don't think that the the goals you're reaching for or the um, changes you're trying to make are going to happen overnight, and they're not going to happen in the first month. I mean, you you will see some changes, but you're not going to you know get to where you want to be, and that's not the goal of training anyway right the goal of training is that's we always talk about this how we love this profession so much is because there's always something new something different something Mm -hmm. to change something to strive for different goals like once you hit a certain goal you 
start Move striving for one. a different goal Absolutely. or you start changing your approach and experimenting with this and that. Like the goal of training is, is to make it, you know, always evolving and part of your life. So, you know, start off with two to three days a week. And then when you want to add more, add more. And you'll know your body will tell you when you need more. Cause you're going to, you're going to have a lot more energy. Your body's mm-hmm. going to be feeling good. Your workouts aren't going to feel as tough. And that's when you normally have a sign that, Hey, I should probably knock that last day in there. Get another notch on my belt. Right. And, like I said, your body will know when it's the right time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Always listen to your body. It's great advice. Um, all right. Anything I think that was else? good ones. That was my, those are my favorite sets of questions in a while. Maybe not the alcohol one so much, but I understand the point of the alcohol one. Well, look, it's just a part of reality, right? Absolutely. It's the society we live in, the world we live in. and you We know, are social people, social animals. Are. And I, you know, if you're anything like me who have some underlying social anxiety, alcohol always takes that edge off a little bit. So, uh, you know, it, it's um, it's definitely a part of uh, a part of life, and it's something that's got to be addressed. Unless you're really just going to cut it out altogether, which not many people do. Um, not, you know, for you know health reasons. Maybe someone yeah. has a problem Absolutely. and has to cut it out. But, you know, like most people, it's part of their life. It's always going to be there. It's going to be there at parties. It's going to be there at family events. So it's good to know what to drink and uh, and still be able to kind of stay on track. I agree. You know, and just, but just remember when you're drinking, your inhibitions are lower. You're probably going to eat more. And, you know, so just make mm-hmm. sure you're mindful that you're not just, you know, overeating at the same time. But, but we should have just made a whole show on that. Cause I was going to say next time. But thank you guys. Yep. Like Thanks always. for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, we will be back next Tuesday uh, with another episode of uh, Next Gen Radio. And until then, be well.